Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Restoring Grace Radio on blogtalkradio.com. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Thank you for joining us either live or on archives. Restoring Grace Radio is here to provide online lessons about the Christian faith, our history, our documents, and how to express our faith to a very needy world. Thank you for listening, and now, on to our broadcast. Greetings, everyone. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Whether you're joining us either live or on archive, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, and we got some things to talk about. A lot of exciting things happening. Rabbi Hilbrandt will be back with his Torah Treasure Show next week. Candid Conversations is coming back on next week. Uh, and then we've got some special guests, and some, we've just got a lot of stuff going on. I want to talk to you today about something that has been on my mind, and I've scheduled this show like three different times to do it, and I backed out each time because I just wanted to have – I felt like I had to have the right frame of mind to do this because it was so significant to me. I want to talk about learning – learn to let it go. Not just the song. I will be playing the song, a different version of it later. Make sure you hang out to be part of it. But I want to talk about letting go of the past, letting go of the experiences that are behind us that challenge our Christian faith, that challenge our personalities, that challenge our viewpoints. Because recently, and I was talking to a, very, a, a lady that I have so much respect for, and she gave me some really great wisdom. I was talking about, boy, it just seems like recently people are so much more angry. There's so much more this and that. And she made the comment. She said, is it that or is it possible? This is a good one. Is it possible that we're just hearing more about it now and people have been this way for a long time? I don't know the answer to those things right now. I really don't. But what I do know is that there's so much going on behind us. There's so much going on in our past that we're carrying it into the moment with us. And I want to talk about, I don't know, five or six things to help us let it, learn to let it go because some of the best people I know, I mean kind, caring Awesome people have been saying some of the most hateful and ridiculous things ever. And we'll talk a little bit about it later. But what we need now is we need for our best foot to step forward. We need the best part of ourselves moving on. We've got to really figure it out because what's happening now is we've just kind of turned into this collection of people that just call names at people. We've got to stop. It's not our best way to do it. It's not the best foot forward. But first and foremost, letting go of the past allows us to experience the beauty that exists in the moment. Now, when you're going through a horrific time, a hard time, when something is 
is a real challenge, a, a death of a family member, a loss of a job, a, the mourning of a relationship. We have to be in that moment. We have to be part of that. But what often happens is a lot of people carry that frustration, that anger, that disappointment. They carry it with them forward. Now, some of it you will always bear. I said before a hundred times, your past. You will always bear the scars of your past, but you don't have to bear the chains. You don't have to carry the chains. Now, I want you to think of your life. Think of your soul. Because when we talk about our life and our life essence and we talk about who we really are, we're really talking about the soul level. We're talking about us, the real thing. And, and we're talking about actually being a genuine, authentic representation of who we really are, something I've been greatly challenged with and I'm just doing, working uh, as hard as I can. But think of your soul. Not just this thing that's hanging out inside your body and you're going to die and off to heaven it goes, but an integral part of your spiritual growth and transformation. Think of your soul like a bucket. And, and there's a threshold, volume, that any bucket can hold. One-gallon bucket, five-gallon bucket, whatever it may be. There's only so much that it can carry. And if we all look into our souls, how much of what are we carrying around? Do you harbor hate? Do you harbor envy? Do you harbor disgust? Spiritually speaking, let me ask you this question. Would you be able to drink from the water of your own soul? Or is it poisoned? You know, as a Red Sox fan, I knew I'd work this in somehow. As a Red Sox fan, you know that our two favorite teams are the Boston Red Sox and whoever's playing the New York Yankees. Let me say that again. Our two favorite teams are the Boston Red Sox and whoever is playing the New York Yankees. The New York Yankee fans and the Boston Red Sox fans, it is a rivalry that's been on for hundreds of years. Have the Yankees won more World Series? Yes. Have they bested us often? Yes. Have we gotten them recently, you know, since 2004 forward? Yes. But even in that rivalry, that intense, that, that B cap and the NY cap facing each other and squaring off, there still is mad respect between the fans for how much they care about their team. So you can really hate something. I know this is a baseball example. You can really be disgusted with something, but at the same time not have to hate the person. We say over and over again, even though biblically we can argue against it, hate the sin, love the sinner, but that's not true. That's not what we do. Because when somebody posts something on Facebook that you don't like and you say that person's an imbecile, only an imbecile would believe that. That is not hate the sin, love the sinner. That is your ego speaking out of your soul. And you've got to ask yourself a question. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You don't have to be around somebody very long and get them in the right kind of situation and you'll see the genuine article. You'll see what it's really about. Our past can contaminate our souls, our heart, and everything that pours out of us is going to be that kind of darkness. We simply cannot live in and with the past and experience the moments that are set before us. We want to be the genuine article. Maybe some of you just are being the genuine article. Maybe that's really how you are. Well, we've been pretending like we're not. We've been pretending that we're super spiritual and we love Jesus and we sing the songs and we go to church and we do the tithing and, and we got all the religious wrap around the picture. But in truth, is your soul something that you'd be able to drink out of? 
Whatever will be. Number two, whatever will be. Know that the Creator is with you. Know that God's with you. Sometimes all we need to experience the Creator, experience God, to experience a bounty of light, is to simply surrender to the challenge. Simply just surrender to it and say, I don't understand this person. I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand this disease. I don't understand a pandemic. I don't understand all that. But you know what? I'm going to throw all that stuff off of, out of my body, out of my soul, onto the altar, and simply surrender that I don't know how this is going to turn out to make room for God to be able to work. We all talk this big game of faith and certainty that we refuse to surrender the parts of us to God that need the most work. Like, for example, releasing our past. If you have certainty in God and you believe that he's creator and you believe that he's been there, seen that, done there, and that's why he can make those promises that he makes, I will be with you even to the end because he's been to the end. Nothing will befall you that I won't be able to carry you through because he's already been there. If that's really it, then we should be able to surrender the parts we don't get, surrender our frustration, surrender our vexation, the King James says, surrender those things, and the moment the surrender occurs, the bounty of God, the bounty of light comes on us. There is so much light, so much power waiting to be revealed through you that you've got to work to remove the blockages. Isaiah said your iniquities have caused a separation. That's the word called kapoda, covering between you and God. People say, yeah, boy, the minute you see sin, God leaves the scene. Let me put it this way. I've used this example before. I want you to think now, visualize this. I know we're on radio. Take a flashlight, turn it on, stand it up on the floor. We all see the flashlight shooting on the ceiling. We lay a tissue over the flashlight. You can still see the lights a little distorted on the ceiling. Another tissue, another washcloth, a towel, a jacket, your car. Now you don't see the light at all. Let me ask you this. Did the light move? No. Is the light not there? No. Can you see the light? No. Why not? Because your iniquities, because we will not let it go. We won't remove the blockages. We'd rather just be angry and upset and, and name people as imbeciles and all these other names. We'd rather do that than peel back the layers of our personality that need to go away. What is it that needs to go? Anything that doesn't look like God. And allow, and guess what we'll find out? The light's still on. God never went anywhere. The light never went anywhere. We covered it. Number three, what we are meant to do, listen carefully, what we were meant to do and what we think we're meant to do are often different. What we were meant to do and what we think we are meant to do are often different. Letting go of our ego, of our ego's agenda helps to align us with the purpose the creator has for us. I can't tell you. I mean, I know a lot of you guys listening to this, raw guys. Woo, yeah. A lot of us guys on Monday morning, we'll get together, go to work. Did you see that Patriots game? Did you see that Bengals game? Did you see that Broncos game? And we will issue the most scathing, unbelievable criticisms of how that game was played. And I live like 80 miles away from that stadium. I'm not the guy out there getting drilled. I'm not the guy out there. Uh, catching puns. I'm not the guy with 70,000 people, but boy, I'm smarter than the guys that are. That's your ego talking. I am not meant to play professional football. If I ever got tackled by Von Miller, 
my head would come off. It'd be in the helmet, rolling down the sidewalk. And we think we're meant to do these things, but what we are meant to do is different. And when we're arguing the politics and when we're arguing the climate change, we're arguing social justice, we're arguing about the president, we're arguing about the Speaker of the House, argue, 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 argue. People are still homeless. They're still without clean water. They're still without medicine. They're still without hope. They're still without Jesus. Our ego is getting in the way of letting go. We think we should be places. We think things should be a certain way. And when that doesn't happen, we get angry. And we call people imbeciles. We call them fools. How could somebody think like that if they're a follower of Jesus? You don't get to make that judgment, and neither do I. Let me say this straight to the point. Straight to the point. If you have enough emotional and spiritual fuel to hate people that you don't know, then you have enough energy to change the parts of you that aren't like God and help people that you don't know. If you have enough emotional and spiritual fuel to hate people you don't know, you've never met, then you've got enough fuel to change the parts of you that are not like God and begin to care for people that you don't know. If we can consistently let go of our need to be right and start having certainty in the creator, there's nothing, nothing that can upset us. My kids, uh, I think it was Sammy had a T-shirt when he was like five or six years old. It was hilarious. He said, are you mad, bro? It's a great T-shirt. We got comments about that everywhere we went. Are you mad, bro? You need to ask yourself, why? Why are you arguing on Facebook about the stuff you've got zero control over when your next-door neighbor needs to see, taste, a living representation of a true and living Savior and a true living expression of the words, deeds, actions, thoughts, and teachings of Jesus? We're so concerned about being right and not getting our ego bruised that we don't really have certainty in God that he'll take care of it. Tony Campolo told a story one time about he was in Anaheim Marriott. He was going to the top floor to speak to a group of pastors at a luncheon, and he was on his way going up there, and they got in the elevator, and it's like 15 guys in the elevator, and it's completely quiet. So he begins to whistle. Now, some of you, this will date you, date me. He begins to whistle Bridge Over River Kwai, the theme song. And they're all whistling this song. And they get to the fifth floor and the sixth floor, and a guy gets out, and the seventh floor, and a guy gets out. They get to the top floor. There's like five of them left. They're still whistling. The door's open, and Tony and the other four guys get out. One guy stands in the back, and Tony says, hey, are you coming in? He goes, oh, no, man. He goes, I was supposed to get out from the third floor. I just wanted to come along and finish the song. That is the people that God can use. We are so worried about how we look, about how we present, about how people think of us, about saying the right things. And everyone is, you know what, the like button on Facebook is cancer because we're not interested in engaging somebody and debating somebody and calling something out and and taking it apart and understanding how somebody does think like that. How did you come to those conclusions? We just want 50, 60, 100, or 5,000 people to click, yeah, like that. I like that. The ego. And that's what happens. When you have, you, you have to be right, it's more important than having certainty in God. We've all wanted to feel in control of what comes, but that's not our job. 
not our job. Our real job is to let go and trust God. I would love to, to be able to control what's going to happen in that. Because going to work tomorrow, everybody's like, oh, he's the most handsome guy ever. You guys have seen me. You know that's not going to happen. I'd love to have that kind of control. But the problem with having that kind of control is there's no certainty, there's no faith. We've got to realize what's my job isn't trying to be in control and to feel in control. My real job is to let go of control and let God have trust in God that he's going to solve it. We are here to perform two unique tasks, both at the same time. First is to undergo a transformation of our own souls, to become more like God, to become more like the creator, to become more like the image of the perfect Messiah in Jesus. We're to become more like that. And secondly, is to assist God on his mission of what they call Tukum Olam, repairing the world, making the crooked path straight. Control, my friends, is an illusion. We feel it. We want it. But only God's in control. And I know that's the hard part to accept. And lastly, before we play our song, before we can manifest the miraculous, before we can see the power of God, before we can see certainty and trust and faith in action, we have to let go of our fear and our need to control. I have seen people say things like, if this guy gets in office, it's all over. We're dead. No, we're not. No, we're not. If this happens, no, stop. No, God cannot bless unless we confess. God can do whatever he wants. That's what's unique about and makes him God-like, makes him God. You know what I see? I see people are just simply fearful. Not fearful about what's going to happen. They're fearful about being wrong. They're fearful about not getting it right. So being right is their most important thing. You know what right really matters to me? Is that we're on the right side of God's history. That we're on the right side of God's word. That we're on the right side of God's son. That we're on the right side of God's scripture. And if we're on the right side of all that, then we're not going to be wrong and we have nothing to be afraid of. I wonder sometimes what would happen if we just took the hands off the wheel of all this hatred and all this name-calling and all this irritation and all this pain and suffering that we're causing each other under the guise of social justice and just got back to loving one another again. You know, ever since the COVID-19 thing has happened and, and many people are quarantined or basically stay at home, <laughs> quarantine's got like the whole outbreak movie syndrome to it. People have actually had to talk to people they haven't talked to in years. People have actually had to sit down face-to-face, eat meals together, spend time together with people they've lived with for years. Oh, it's been horrible. How will we survive? What will we do? What we need to do is stop saying the cute sayings, oh, I'll be glad when we get to the new normal. Old normal, new normal, any normal, whatever it is, if it simply comes down to the point, if it's simply about the point, just shooting off our mouths and spewing out our anger and spewing out our hatred, that's not new. That is not normal. That's the ego. We all want to feel in control. We all want to be right. What we're meant to do, what we think we're meant to do, are often different things. 
Whatever's going to happen, know that God's going to be with you. And letting go of your past, letting go. When I say past, I'm not talking about something that happened to you 30 years ago. I'm talking about yesterday's post on Facebook. Let it go. Because you can't go on there and post these beautiful pictures of your family up in the mountains, worshiping God, and, and look at the rivers, and look at the clouds, and look at the mountains, and then later say, this person's an imbecile because they don't agree. This person is a whatever because they don't see it. Salt water and fresh water don't run out of the same stream. We need to learn. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Whether you're joining us here live or on archive here for you tonight is no more is no other than the song Let It Go with my friend the Screaming Goats. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.